hey, this month in our church, we've been talking about the subject of relationships. And relationships are very, very important. And so we're going to open our Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Corinthians. So if you've got your Bible, it's uh, great. Maybe it's on the shelf. Maybe you can pull it down. Maybe, you know, hopefully somewhere in your home you've got a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, then what, what you can do is you can email us, contact us, and we could potentially send you out a Bible uh, to help you and to be there for you in that way. And uh, we're talking about relationships. And, you know, if you were to look back through your life, and to think about some of the most special moments in your whole life, I would say that a very, very, very high percentage of them include relationships. For some people, they'd say the, one of the highlight days of their life was their wedding. Uh, for some, it would be the day that they gave their life to Jesus, which is stepping into a relationship with God through Jesus. It's a relationship. For some people, it would be the day that their children arrived on planet Earth. Or I know for me this week, my niece, without anyone telling her to, said that she loves me for the first time. And it was a bit of a highlight for me. And so relationships are a very special part of their life. And they can be, you know, bring us great joy and, and great love and life in our lives. But also because relationships are so close to home, they can also be quite painful. Uh, if you talk to people about some of the most painful moments in their life, many a times they'll include relationships. And so it's so important that I suppose that God wants to help us when it comes to relationships. Relationships are important to us, but they're also even more important to God. The Bible talks about God being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a God in perfect relationship with Himself. Pretty amazing. And the purpose of Jesus' coming was to forgive us for our sin but it was also to bring us into a relationship with God, that we wouldn't be far from Him, that we wouldn't be separated from Him, that we could spend eternity with Him. So relationships might be important to you, but I challenge you today that they might be even more important to God, and He wants to help us to have healthy and whole relationships. And we're going to read the Bible together in 1 Corinthians, and a gentleman named Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, and he wants to bring us uh, some encouragement about a special type of relationship here in this book. And it's a relationship that I found can affect you know, many of the relationships in your life and it can kind of affect the trajectory of your life and where you head and where you go. And I know it's been something that's brought me a lot of favor. And as I've observed others, I can see that it's something that's brought them a lot of favor. And it's a special type of relationship. And we're going to look at it tonight. Maybe if you just tuned in on someone shared this on their Facebook or someone shared it on their YouTube, and maybe you're just watching, you may have never heard of a relationship like this before, but I'd love to show it to you tonight. It's in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. And it says this, Paul's parental care. And it says this, I do not write these things to you to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in the church, in every church. Now, some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know not, the one, not of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? Question mark. 
And here you've got this amazing relationship as Paul is writing to this letter to these people, to this church that he's planted in the city of Corinth. And it's an interesting sort of passage here because, you know, he's writing as almost a parent to them. He talks about himself being like a spiritual father to them. And this young man named Timothy being like a spiritual son to them. And he talks about how he's not just looking for people who are puffed up in word, but carry a measure of power. And I believe to carry the power of God, there needs to be a measure of humility around your life. And I believe tonight that even as you're watching this, that God wants to speak to people tonight to just say, hey, would you humble yourselves to allow the power of God to flow in and through your life? He's so able. He's so amazing. But he wants his power to touch your life tonight. The reason I'm here is not just because this is a fun thing to do or something nice, but I believe that God is good, that God is amazing, and He wants to be in a relationship with you. And He wants His power, even right now, through a camera lens and through some technology, to come through and touch your life with His power and love in such an amazing way. Maybe you're very far away from God tonight, but God wants to reconcile you to Himself. And it's so powerful. It changes everything. Even tonight, as we stand in this studio, there's all sorts of different people. Some people have moved from Perth. Some people have moved from Canada. Some people people have moved from Switzerland. Some people have moved from country Victoria tonight. But here we all are all in a studio. And we're not just here because. We're here because the power of God has changed and transformed our lives. We used to be someone, but now we're someone fresh in God. We've experienced His forgiveness, His peace, and His love. And, and we're a part of this amazing community called the church. And here are these people in Corinth in this time, and they've had something similar happen to them. They've experienced the power of God, and now they're a part of this church, and they have this spiritual dad writing to them. And the special relationship I want to talk to you about tonight is spiritual mums and dads. <laughs> you know, it's so cool in a church family because, you know, you might have your biological parents, but you join this extended family. And it's amazing because there's all sorts of different people that you meet. People that maybe you would never have the opportunity to become friends with outside of church. I know physicians, sports people, business people, chefs, students, grandmas, all sorts of people that I'm in connection with because of the local church. But the Bible talks about that in this faith family that there can be spiritual dads. Wow, what a powerful thought. And these people can speak into our life. And it's interesting here because it says, Paul says that you could have 10,000 instructors, but not many dads. And you know, as a young man, we live in a generation that is full of information. I mean, if you want to find out information, where do people, they either ask someone around them or they maybe Google something, you know, to find out that information. And so we, we can be some bombarded by information all the time. And sometimes it can be hard to know who to listen to. But I believe what we need is we need young men and young women who will allow themselves to open their hearts up to spiritual parents who can speak into their lives. You know, to really become all that God's called you to be, it's going to take time. It's going to take some time. Sometimes we want things to happen so fast. I know one of the things that my mum is constantly onto me about is my posture. Josh, sit up straight. Josh, sit up straight. <laughs> I know one of the things that my dad is onto me about often <laughs> is pour glasses of water when people sit at the table, especially when there are women around. Don't make them pour their own glass of water. And it's funny how even though I know it in my mind, how sometimes it's taken reminder after reminder after reminder after <coughs> reminder to remember to actually pour the glass of water. Hey, any teenagers out there forget to take the bin out. 
<laughs> maybe that's your job at home. And maybe, you know, I forgot a few times and man, that bin smells a couple of days later. And it's not too fun when you've got to put it in your car boot and take it to another bin. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> and your neighbors aren't too happy. But sometimes having that dad in your life that says, come on, son, remember. Come on, son, remember. Come on, son, remember. And there needs to be a point in your life where you allow people to get close enough to really disciple you, to really call out the best in you. And I like, uh, you know, sometimes I begin to think, you know, what's the difference between a teacher and a father? Well, he says, you've got 10,000 teachers, but not many fathers. And, you know, sometimes when it comes to a teacher, sometimes it's a short-term relationship. You know, if you're enrolled in university, you might know that person for a year. Uh, Maybe you might know them for a couple of years if they're a very crucial lecturer. But you know that after that, that that relationship will end. It might be something, a teacher that you watch online on YouTube from far away. Obviously, you'll hear their message. But who knows, at the end of that clip, they're not coming back to your house. (laughs) They're turning off the camera and they're going home to sleep. But a dad thinks about it in terms of a long-term relationship. And the other cool thing about it is that often dads are not afraid, (laughs) not afraid to say what needs to be said. You know, sometimes teachers, they're trying to make sure they keep you enthused and keep you motivated. Dads are like, I love you too much not to tell you the truth, not to tell you how it is, not to tell you the reality of this and, uh, you know, pull up your socks and do these sort of things. And I love here because Paul is writing this letter and it's a fatherly letter. It's a letter to his spiritual children and he's warning them, he's correcting them, he's refining them, he's sharpening them. And I like this, he says, I'm telling you this not to shame you, but he's telling them this to minister to them, to help them stay on track for the purpose and the plan of God. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to separate generations. He wants to divide young people from their fathers and their grandfathers and spiritual, this sort of things. But God wants to bring us together and to bring us closer. And so, you know, we've got to be able to learn how to do that. And so a spiritual dad, they bring commitment. They bring time. They're not in it for five seconds. They're in it for the long haul. You know, you got to love dad sometimes. You know, they show up in the most weird clothes. <laughs> or maybe sometimes they have those dad jokes. But, but, you know, beyond all of that, you know that there's a commitment to you to love you. And I love this because we're invited into the spiritual family and we can have these people that can speak into our lives. And the teachers are great because we can learn, but a father's so powerful because they can actually see you applying that truth and mold it to help it become more effective in your life. There's a reason why pro, pro tennis players don't just watch it on YouTube. There's a reason why they have a coach that stands beside them and says, if you're going to get that serve as fast and as accurate as you need to get it, you're going to need people like this in your life to speak into your world and to have that relationship with you. You see, a teacher, it can be very one way. A teaching relationship is they tell you stuff and then you filter what you want to allow to come into your life. You say, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. I like this. I like that. But when you have a relationship with a spiritual mom or dad, you know what you're really saying is they're saying, I'm opening my life up to you. And you're saying, well, I'm, I'm reciprocating. I'm opening my life back up. And, and that's where they can really help step into your world and help bring out the best and maybe sharpen some of the ugly bits off to help you step into all your called to be. But it didn't just take Paul being a great spiritual dad. You know what it took? It took Timothy being a great spiritual son. It took Timothy responding to that call. And in one scripture, it says that that Paul was looking for someone who sincerely cared, and he found Timothy. 
He found Timothy, who sincerely cared. And Timothy had a capacity to allow that fathering experience to become a reality in his life. And he was trusted with immense responsibility, even as a young man. Why? Because Paul could see that he had not just learned to be a smart person, but he knew how to be a son. And I've discovered as a young man that sometimes I can be in certain places and I can find amazing favor, not because of how smart I am or how cool I am or because of the accolades that go before me, but people can feel in me a yieldedness to learn how to be a good son. And it's amazing how it can be found. You know, sons long to learn. They love, you know, they pull out the gold in people. They know how to, how to really learn. Sons know how to honor their parents. They know how to honor. You know, if you look through some of the stories in the Bible, what you see is amazing men and women of faith. But at times you saw sons and daughters knowing how to cover these people. I'm not saying covering up for silly stuff, but I'm saying they knew how to, you know, it's Moses holding up the the arm and Joshua, he's holding it up. And guess what? He's smelling those armpits. Oh, yeah. If you don't know that story, you can join our Exodus reading plan. You'd love it. It'll be so, so good. But, you know, it's, it's knowing how to honor at all times. It's knowing how to keep that. You know, one of the things that I notice in sons is that, you know, they're, they're very careful what they say about their spiritual mums and dads because there's that. There's an honor in them that's alive in them. They're not loose with their lips, if I could put it that way. What are some other great things? There's a willingness to be corrected. And there's a desire to involve these people in maybe those major decisions in your life. There's a great scripture in the Bible that says that he who isolates himself seeks his own desires. Let me say that again. He who isolates himself seeks his own desires. You know, and I've seen it so many times in life that maybe it comes to a major crucial decision. And what you see is you always watch if people isolate themselves, then they've got their own thing going on. And many a times it doesn't turn out well. It's the young couple who really like each other and they think that they're awesome. But they don't want to ask mums and dads. They don't want to ask if they're ready for it. They don't want to ask if it's the right time. They just want to go and do it themselves. And, you know, and, and so it's isolated. It's hidden away because they're seeking their own desires. It's that person who wants to buy a new car but doesn't ask his dad or doesn't ask his mum or doesn't include them in those major decisions because they just want the car so much that they're willing to bypass because it could mean that they could not get what they want. But it's amazing when you open yourself up to honor, when you open yourself up to be corrected, when you open yourself up for those major decisions, how the favor of God begins to flow. And the Bible says where there's a multitude of wisdom, that things, I can't remember the exact scripture, but it goes well. (laughs) It's a good thing. And so out of that place, you know, we need to be people who can open our hearts up to learn and to receive. You know, one of the most special relationships you can have is having a spiritual mum or dad speak into your life, bring out the gold in you, help challenge you and grow you. You know, church is a place where you can be fed and have a great time, but it's also a great place to be grown and to be stretched. It's a place to learn how to become an overcomer, even when you don't feel like you can overcome. It's a place to get freer when you don't think you could get any freer. It's an amazing place to find this sort of incredible community. It's so wonderful. You know, I know as I talk to different people and learn off them. I can often hear the stories of a great spiritual mum or a great spiritual dad who's helped them and encouraged them. I know for me recently in my own life, uh, for the last year I've been looking for a property, you know, a property that I could move into that would be great. And every time I prayed about it, I just couldn't get a piece. I just couldn't get, ah, you know, I found this place and it was like the place. You know, if I could live anywhere, this is the place. 
And at the time, it was a little bit of a stretch, but it was relatively in my budget, but I just couldn't get a piece about it. And I remember at the time talking to my spiritual dad and just tuning it through and just saying, hey, I have all these options. And we just talked and just talked and just talked and talked and talked. But, you know, I know for me right now, you know, just about a month ago, uh, my mum and dad actually came to me and they said, Josh, we found you a place. And it was at the right place, the right budget, everything that I needed, the furniture, you know, it all came together so smoothly. And if I would have taken those steps before in the light of everything that's happening with this virus, I probably would have found myself majorly stretched financially. It would have been a lot of pressure on me to be able to, and maybe I could have got through it, but it was amazing how when I yielded to those people to help me, how much blessing it actually brought to my life. You remember being on a young adults camping trip just last year. We went on this really cool trip. We had a great time. It was fun. I remember my dad came to me just a bit before that. He said, Josh, I've just been praying for you, and I feel that you need to be careful on the road. I just feel you need to be careful. And I thought, you know, I've driven these roads before. I'll be okay. My car's a good car. Everything will go smoothly. It will go really, really well. And so, you know, there's, you know, but I remember getting prepared and I thought, you know what, I'm going to change the tires on my car because I want to be obedient to what was being said to me. And so I went out and I got all new tires on my car, you know, made sure that they were ready. And I drove up there, drove up to the campsite. Everything was great. Went really well. We had a great time. We had a great camp. I thought, oh, well, there's nothing to worry about. All is well. And we were driving back and I was driving back with the guest speaker and we were driving down this mountain range. And what happened was the car in front of me put on their brakes, but they didn't have enough tread on their tires and they slid all the way across into the other lane on the Coranda Range, which if you know Kansas, is quite a dangerous range. And they slid all the way across because the ground was wet. Maybe there was oil in the road, but I didn't because I was alert because I remembered the word and I had fresh tires on my car. And, you know, it's moments like this that don't sound like a big deal, but maybe I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't opened my heart up to spiritual mums and dads in my life. You can have so many instructors, but it's that person who can speak into your inner world and bring out the gold. You know, I know there's a really cool couple in our church just a few weeks ago. She shared her testimony. But her husband, Mick, at the time, all the way out in, uh, I think it was Northern Territory, Broomway, he had this amazing, he was sort of a believer, but all of a sudden he became a believer. And there was this pastor in his local town who began to spend a bit of time with him, helping him understand the questions of life, helping him understand the things of God. And Belinda, his wife, saw this change in this man, saw the difference that God had made in this man. And this man only, I think it was early last year, came to our church, sat in the services, and I could see the the depth and the strength of relationship that was there because Mick needed answers and had allowed a man of faith to speak into his life. And, you know, if we're going to talk about relationships, you know, sometimes it's easy to have friends, people who are on the same level as you, people who agree with you. Sometimes it's easy to have, you know, immediate family. They're just your family. They're the people that you have to have. And, you know, obviously we can have our children. But maybe today, maybe a new friendship to invite into your world is a spiritual mom or a spiritual dad. Not someone who's just puffed up with talk, but someone who can move in the power of God. Someone who has had fruit not just for, you know, a couple of days, but have had long-term fruit in ministry that you can see the favor and the godliness of God all around their lives to speak into your world. You know, maybe you're here watching this and you're thinking, I'd love someone like that. How do I go about that? You know, sometimes often in church, someone walks up to someone and they're like, will you be my spiritual parent now because I've signed up for this? And the person's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know you. Who are you? 
But sometimes maybe it just starts, like many relationships start, a little bit organic. Just going up to them and saying, hey, how do you pray? When it comes to making a big decision for your family, how do you go about it? When it comes to raising sons and daughters, what do you do? When it comes to not getting frustrated at work, how do you, how do you keep you cool? When you're working, you know, 60, 70, how do, you, how do you fit it all? And you, I start to ask these questions. And then you listen to the answers. And as helpful truth comes out, what you do is you start applying it. And then as that spiritual mum and dad can see that you're not just wanting their ears for something to do, but you're actually wanting to apply what they're teaching you, all of a sudden that relationship can begin to grow, can begin to develop, and you can have that in your life. What a powerful thing. What a wonderful thing that the Bible offers us to be a part of a greater family, to be a part of something that can help build us up and cause us to be all that we've called us to be. You know, I've discovered that you can live in a city and you can be surrounded by so many people, but you can be so lonely. You can be so alone. You know, sometimes when I travel to major cities, people going everywhere, there's life, there's laughter, there's coffee, there's chats, there's phones, there's everything, but you can feel so isolated. And that's where I love the local church because it's somewhere that it can feel like home. You know, and the crazy thing is that we're meeting online right now, which is so different to how we normally would. But I'm so looking forward to the day when we can get back together and can be in each other's company, consistently enjoying each other. So maybe today, maybe there's a godly man or a godly woman around your life that maybe you could ask a question this week. Maybe you could open up a little bit to get some insight into your life. We've got some great leaders in our church if you're a part of Freshwater. Maybe you're planted in your local church to find those leaders that can speak into your life. As we wrap up tonight, I hope it's encouraged you, but we're talking about relationships. And you know, I've discovered that relationships are very important to Aussies. They matter. If you ask many families, you know, what's, what's something that's very important to you? They'll say, oh, my family. It's, it's very, very important to me. You know, their friendships, their mates. But one thing that I've also noticed is that Aussies can be great at winging it when it comes to relationships. They think, she'll be right, mate. I love relationships. It'll all work out. And I truly believe that if you want to be someone who's really phenomenal with relationships, then it's going to take time. It's going to take someone who upskills themselves to really have that ability to be good with relationships. So I'm so excited about this series that we're doing. Come on the journey with us. Because sometimes you can think you know it all when really there's so much to learn. And then all of a sudden you learn something new and you think, oh, wow, how could I have done life without that? And it helps you to become the person that God truly wants you to become. You know, as we conclude today, one of the things that's amazing about God is that He's so close. And I believe that God right now with His power can move right now through this camera. Some people are watching on YouTube and some people are watching on Facebook and He can come and He can touch your life in such a profound way. Maybe you're feeling very, very isolated today, but the Bible says that God is the Father to the fatherless and He can come in with His love and with His goodness and with His realness. He created the whole world. He can come into your living room right now. You know, I love what Pastor Stuart was talking about this morning about a woman who was very upset because life wasn't going how she planned. But she began to pray. And as she began to pray, 
God began to come into her life. And you see, we can talk English, but God talks a whole other language, and it's called the language of faith. And you can come in with fear, you can come in with doubt, you can come in with unbelief. But all of a sudden, the power and the life of God gets around you and shifts everything about your life. You, you walk out changed. And this woman walked out, walked in feeling so defeated, but walked out feeling so victorious. And I trust tonight as you're watching this message that we're not just doing a show, but tonight this is a church service and we're in the ministry moment where God in His goodness wants to come and to touch your life right now. He wants to come and touch your home right now. He wants to come and touch your family right now. He wants to come and touch your health right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, let that worry fall off your life today. Let that fear, let it go in the name of Jesus Christ. And let that perfect love that comes from God come and move so profoundly around your life. The Bible says that when we give our lives to God, that when we follow Jesus, His yoke is easy and His burden is life. So let all those yokes, come on, let all those burdens fall off your life tonight. Let tonight, 6 p.m. service, be a fresh encounter with the power of the living God.